this is Chris from Death Metal Dicks. Just want to remind you to take a look at patreon.com backslash death metal dicks. We've already got three subscribers who I want to thank so very much for taking the plunge into supporting this podcast. You guys rule. It's just a soft launch, so the fact that anybody would go ahead and pledge that cash to the squad means a bunch, and we're fulfilling those goals. Everyone who has subscribed, I'm sure you saw that I got all the back episodes uploaded on there. You got the uh, true crime roundup little thing that I'm trying to do this week, and uh, I'll put it up a couple more times throughout the month on iTunes for free, just so you get a taste, and then we'll keep building the Patreon, make a video, make it cleaned up. I'm, tr- I'm figuring that shit out as I go along, so thanks for looking at that. You guys who already pledged, give, oh man, give yourselves a hound of applause. That's where you fuck a dog so hard his ears clap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a dog pound, man. Uh, Take the dog to the pound. All right. Without further ado, I hate that expression. Further you just can't ado. not say it. It's impossible to not say when you're going to do something. And to you. All right. Welcome to Death Metal. <laughs> We're back in the void with Christopher Pierce and Buddy Lloyd. I forgot to do that for like three podcasts, man. I mean, I forgot about it too. <laughs> I'm bringing it back, son. This week, I'm going to put this out on Thursday instead of Friday. Patreon members that we already have will get it on Wednesday. I want to put it out early because we got a show if you're in Little Rock, Arkansas at Vino's. Well, not we, but there is a show that our friends are doing. Mark from producing the show and the professional Pirate Media Network will be at Vino's with some other fine friends from out of town. It's only five bucks and I'll be there getting drunk. And that is always a great time to see me loosen up and uh, take my shirt off. Uh, usually that's what happens <laughs> in public. When I get hot, I take a shirt off. That's the way the air conditioning should work. This week, woo! Oh, also January twenty fifth, we've got our first live Death Metal Dicks. That's going to be in Northwest Arkansas at a venue to be announced, but it is for sure with Sam Talent, and that's where. I'll start my year of comedy, and we'll be going to Springfield, Missouri, the old Blue Room Comedy Club, and I'll feature for that big ham gravy monster that fits itself into plaid shirts with snaps on it, Sam Talent. Hell yeah. He's going to be wacky. (laughs) On the crowd? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're going to have a ton of fun out there. So if you are in Northwest Arkansas, we'll see you Thursday January 25th, we'll let you know the venue as soon as we find out. And then, if you're in Springfield, Missouri, come watch me do comedy with old Ham Sam. He would like to see you there. This week, man, we're not doing a three-parter, not a two-parter. We're going back to the old winner. <laughs> the old winner. And uh, we're doing meth murders, meth amphetamine fueled homicide, and we will be taking 
the song Unruly Dissection Marathon by the band General Surgery. Mm-hmm. I hope it's general like military general. Or maybe it's a double entendre, buddy. You know what that is? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Man, if you guys want to see something pretty fucking funny, there's a super cut that Mark made of Buddy trying to read lyrics, and he just took the highlights of Buddy fumbling and dumbling through words. And it's up on YouTube right now. If you just go to Professional Pirate Media... And take a look at him while you're there to give the, the old subscriber arena. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, man. And methamphetamine is for sure a poor person's drug. I had planned on doing this. I told Buddy on Monday I was unaware that HBO was running a methamphetamine documentary about Van Buren County here in Arkansas, Ooh. which is a ripe hole of shit. And it is for sure one of the meth capitals of the world. But the thing with meth is it's... A poor person's drug. It's a working man's drug because if you're working all the time, you want to get through your shift and you want to party afterwards. If you work all day, then you're too fucking tired to party all night. And cocaine's pretty expensive, my friend. For one-eighth of the price of some nice cocaine, you can get something that lasts ten times longer. Yeah. And that's meth. I've never tried it, but I've been on Adderall for a long time. Long time. Man, from what I understand, you could smoke a bunch of meth one day and be high for three days. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, therein lies the problem. Now, there's some fun in meth culture. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's often hilarious. I mean, we go to this come and go up the street every time that we're done recording the podcast. And the lady there, she stays up all night. She intentionally works the night shift and tells me and Buddy about her kids because she is fired up by the sweetest... Gatorade bottle produced nectar, methamphetamine. She's got three teeth, and sometimes she'll give us a fucking free hot dog or two. You know what I'm talking about, buddy? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or I'll dig through the trash can and get a taquito (laughs) out. I don't give a shit. I mean, we figured that formula out because one time we walked in and she was just tossing the taquitos into the trash. And I was trying to tell buddy, like, yo, man, just dig in the trash and snag that fucking taquito out dummy yeah and you're too scared but the next week after that she was about to throw them out we just caught her at that time and she fucking hooked you up with all those taquitos remember last week i got me a kentucky cigar you really got a cigar no man I, what i did was inside my vest i got this oh, secret yeah, pocket you put the fucking i put a fucking taquito in inside my pocket <laughs> And I walked smooth the hell oh, out. Dude, and dude. I told Chris, I said, I got my Kentucky cigar. And you go, what do you mean? And I cracked it open. <laughs> I forgot, man. And I popped that old boy in. I was like, man, <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> hey, it's just going to toss that shit in the trash anyway, dude. Just making it work out for you. Why would you do that and then incriminate yourself on national television? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, man. It was in the trash, dude, so fuck, man. It was, it was already... Oh, was it? Yeah, it's public information. <laughs> Fucking, you're the worst. I filed, I filed a public freedom of public information. <laughs> yeah. You I fucking made a, you made a citizen's arrest and <laughs> got that taquito out of the Turned trash that shit can. to a citizen's breast. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun to be had in meth culture, but like most drugs that are made in a bathtub or an old Gatorade bottle out of batteries, cold medicine, and match heads, there is certainly a dark side. Meth by itself can be a causing factor of psychosis, and when you mix that in with not sleeping for days, you have a recipe for murder lasagna. Yep. 
<laughs> a literal one, man? <laughs> yeah. I fucking pray. That's where you just kill a bunch of people and stack them up with layers of sauce and ricotta cheese in between. Yummy. You got a burp. Hold on. Get it going, dude. <laughs> It's like a can opening inside my body. Fuck. We'll start August 16th, 2016. Police receive a call around midnight that Derek Deerman has showed up to his girlfriend's relative's house in Citronelle, Alabama. You think they named the town that <laughs> because uh, it's That's like her off is made? Yeah, it's like a citronella <laughs> candle. Yeah, and the fucking that is certainly mosquito territory. You know, the states that are the three lowest in education have the most mosquitoes. I think I just made a scientific breakthrough here, brother. Yeah, perhaps we could get government funding to research the uh, correlation between mosquitoes and dumbness. Yeah. <laughs> It certainly fucking happened to you, you mouth-breathing mutant. Yeah. What's going on? You're fucking not peppy tonight, man. You're all slow. I'm always slow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking pound that 42-ounce steel reserve. I'm, gonna, I'm about to. And get pepped. All right, so Derek Deerman, he had showed up to his girlfriend's relative's house she had fled there in the middle of the night because he was being abusive i guess it was actually his ex-girlfriend my fault his former girlfriend he was being abusive and she wanted to get the fuck away from him so she goes to her relative's house out in the country of citron alabama he shows up starts pounding on the door they call 911 because they want him to be removed from the property and press charges for trespassing the cops show up out there and they searched for him for 45 minutes, which was probably a sight to behold the Citronelle SWAT team combing through the woods of Alabama looking for <laughs> It's real gassy in here tonight, dude. <laughs> yeah. Looking for this fucking fugitive. And he's been pounded meth for three days. He hasn't slept. He's just out. You know, he's in some tree out there just, <sighs> come get me. <laughs> and then the police give up because they can't find the motherfucker. They leave. And then sometime between 1.15 a.m., Derek comes back. But this time... With that eyebrow ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, a similar item close to Juggalo culture. A crazy town shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and an axe. Oh, God. And a handgun. To find two backwoods families converged into one mobile home trying to keep his sweet ex-girlfriend safe from harm he busts in the house began shooting and chopping in a meth-fueled sleep-deprived psychosis at the end of about an hour and a half the bodies of 26 year old robert lee brown 26 year old joseph adam turner 35 year old shannon melissa randall 22-year-old Chelsea Marie Reed and her brand-new husband, 23-year-old Justin Caleb Reed, had all been shot and butchered with an axe. Fuck. He's hyped, dude. Hell yeah. Now, the first thing for this first crime that it's saying to me is that this will give you the ability to take on multiple folks at once. Man. I mean, you get you. Have you ever seen somebody real fucked up on meth? Yeah, 
working at bars, like for trying to fucking wrangle them up. It's oh like, yeah, you can't. You're real slippery. <laughs> they are, man, because they're all greased up, dude. Yeah, man, they're fucking moist. Oh, and you try fuck. to choke the shit out of them. That's what you have to do. I mean, uh, yeah, that's really happened. it. You just take their fucking back, but they're swift. You got to get back there quick. Man, the, whenever I was working in a rehab, dude, they would uh, always, like, get up in the fucking ceiling tiles and just, like, walk around and sing and jump and shit. And you'd be like, what the fuck, man? Because you, <laughs> you'd hear something, but you wouldn't see them on camera. You're like, where the hell are they at? And then you're <laughs> like, fuck, they're upstairs. And I got the key, so I got to go up there. And I'm like, shit, dude. And it's, and it's fucking scary because there's no lights up there at yeah. nighttime. You, so you're just between, like, the rafters and the ceiling tiles? Yeah, dude. And so, like, you're walking around, and there's somebody just underneath that pink shit, you know, that they have, like, the insulation. Oh, yeah. Underneath like, it? Underneath it, oh. dude. Oh like making God. a blanket and then you like <laughs> <laughs> I just want to settle down up here <laughs> <laughs> they're wearing some fucking weird ass hat with a fish hook in it and you're like god damn it dude <laughs> and they're usually going ah you found me <laughs> I'm trying to go back on the road <laughs> <laughs> fuck man Every, and almost all of them are truck drivers <laughs> yeah oh, yeah, that's where meth culture is birthed for sure at the end oh shit so Derek forced his estranged girlfriend Lynetta Lester into a car he stole from the trailer on the way out she grabbed an infant and there was still another infant in the trailer that was left unharmed he drove her and the baby to his father's home across state lines into Mississippi Lester took the car and drove herself back to Citronella and went to the police department to explain exactly what had happened and apparently Derek had explained to his dad the entire case, and he was just like, Dad, high as fuck on meth right now, and just killed one or more people. And he ended up charged with two counts of kidnapping and six counts of murder, five for the adults, and one for the unborn baby inside of 22-year-old Chelsea Marie. Whew. Ruined that family. Ruined it. That's a sad story, man. I guess uh, I looked at like a memorial thing, and it was the two younger ones were high school sweeties, and they had gotten married. They both had jobs trying to get it together as a young adult would. She was pregnant. They were really looking forward to having that baby, but meth done snatched it away. Yep. Hell of a drug. On the way to his arraignment, you know, the press was all out there because in a small town like that, this was the event of the century. And, you know, they ask him for a comment. Like, hey, you got a comment for the people at home? And he just goes, don't do drugs. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The thing about meth is so fucked up is it's the, uh, it's the drug that gives you the most dopamine. Yeah, and so just flares you up, man. If you're doing a bunch of it, dude, eventually your dopamine receptors just start shitting that on you, and that's when people start getting fucking real goddamn crazed. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, we both got ADHD, and I was reading about that shit, and so like we get dopamine in a weird way, like the uh, can't connect the pain to the right, and they don't uh, sync up for some reason. It's like the dopamine comes, but it doesn't connect to the receptor the right way. Yeah. So you just get it at different times is what makes shit all weird. So interesting. That's why they use an amphetamine to treat ADHD. Yeah. Because it makes the dopamine come in all at once instead of being spaced out. Yep. Well, it works for me. It's fucking good. I think I'm going to go home and just uh, snort some meth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, I can see it. So, you know, they're two compelling things because I remember when I first started taking drugs, like, why the fuck would anyone ever take meth? There's all this other cool shit out here. 
it seems so gross and greasy. Like, how do you end up in the meth spotlight? And the first thing I could think of is that we were watching that gangland about those bikers that one time. Yeah. That's and this a, dude yeah. just goes, uh, he's like a decent guy. I mean, not a decent guy, but he had like a job and shit. Like he was making a lot of money. Nice motorcycle, cool house. And they go, how'd you get involved with taking methamphetamine? And he just goes, man, I like to ride my bike all night long, listen to heavy metal music, and feel good. <laughs> we were just like, oh, all right, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> that makes yeah. sense to me. And then fucking. And you just can stay up and fuck all the time, man. Yeah. I hear I hear these stories man. all the time. Like, Woo. like, like that you sit down and do a consultation with somebody, and they'd be like, <laughs> listen, brother. You ever fucked on meth? I'm like, no, because I've never done it before. <laughs> yeah, we like, told you that. Yeah, they're like, man, I stayed up one time and this girl was fucked up. She let me throat fuck her for a whole hour. That bitch's throat was sore the next day. We had to go get her some Hall's cough drops. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Balls cough drops. Man, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. I mean, the only problem with thinking about people fucking on meth is thinking about the people that are on meth. Well, they ain't got no teeth. I mean, that's how their teeth yeah, fall out. Right. You throat <laughs> fuck them out of their head. <laughs> fuck those teeth out, stupid. <laughs> Dude, I got a funny fucking mess story. Uh, when I was managing this restaurant, which I uh, stopped doing to pursue doing more comedy. Great idea. Yeah. <laughs> but we had this kid that worked there, and uh, he was always fucked up at work. And he was like a hippie kid, like uh, going to festivals, wakarusa, hacky sack type of motherfucker. So you just think he's stoned as fuck, you know? He sucked at his fucking job. He, he had to, like, take shit to the table. That's all I did was run food. And he was fucking slow, dude. And, or he's like a busboy, basically. And, and it, he just sucked. So, you know, one day, I just want to fire him because I've had enough. I've, like, tried to tell him a whole bunch of times, like, hey, man, this job's so easy. You just got to move fast, get your shit done. Don't do anything else. Don't think about anything else. Just fucking get it done. You know, I know what it's like to be 19. Yeah. You know, I was never going to be an asshole to somebody that's just a fucking kid. But he just could never get it right. He was always late and shit. So one day I called like the area manager and was like, Hey, I got to get rid of this kid. He's high as fuck right now. He's not doing his job. Can we just let him go for being fucking high? And she's like, well, if you're going to do that, I got to come down there and ask him if he's on drugs. Like, ah, whatever. So getting towards the end of the night, she comes in, we sit him down in this office and she looks over at him and she's like, Hey Ian, what's going on? Hey, listen, uh, are you high on pot right now? And he's like, no. She's like, okay. When's the last time you smoked weed? And Ian's like, mm. yesterday, probably. She's like, okay. <laughs> and she's like, are you under the influence of any type of drug? And Ian goes, well, it depends on what you call drugs. Because a lot of people would call caffeine a drug. A lot of people call Tylenol a drug. And she's like, yeah. Some people would do that. Um, are you under the influence of anything that's a drug right now? And you're like, yeah, um, methamphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that's the number one thing that would be a drug. That or heroin. That should be the thing that should be making his job go. Yeah, no, it, it made no sense. <laughs> it made the whole thing made no sense. Like I say, he was like a festival kid wearing tie-dyed shirts, fucking long, greasy hair. I figured, I mean, like, maybe this motherfucker is, like, eating pills at this point, like, taking ecstasy at work, because he's fucking slow and, like, spacing out. But now, man, methamphetamine has blown the fuck away. 
And then he, <laughs> if anyone has information on this, I searched high and low. He gave me a fucking magnolia seed that he had in his pocket, all ready to go. And he was like, I wanted y'all to have this. I was like, is this some meth curse that I don't know about? <laughs> it's <laughs> a fucking, parting gift. <laughs> he just accepted it, too. I was like, all right, man. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's probably why the fuck we got pulled off iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. 12, 30, 2011. Police are called to an Albuquerque, New Mexico apartment complex because an eight-year-old boy has been stabbed in the goddamn neck. Oh, fuck. April Willie told police the boy ran to her apartment and said, I don't want to die today. You shouldn't let me die today. On arrival, police found the 31-year-old mother, Leisha Henderson, screaming at the top of her lungs, I am God! I am God! Did I die today? You gonna. Leisha, <laughs> the kid was fine. He just got stabbed in the fucking neck. I mean, mentally, I'm sure he's wrecked. <laughs> but physically, he was all right. He took a screwdriver to the neck. And Fuck, what kind? came out just fine. I don't know. It didn't differentiate. It, I would. I think I would rather take a Phillips than a flathead. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other one's all white and jagged and shit. Uh, Alicia later admitted to being high on meth, and she pleaded not guilty, saying she heard God tell her that she had to kill her son. All right. <laughs> Bitchin'. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, for now that we're halfway through, fair warning... A lot of kids are going to die in this. Ugh. There's something about meth that just makes you want to kill a kid, man. Man, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you suck uh, tonight, dude. I'm just sitting there thinking about <laughs> kids dying. It fucks me up, man. No, nah, it's definitely sad, but uh, don't take meth if you have kids. I guess, you know, that's what's really sad about drug addiction. I didn't watch an HBO documentary, but this is what I always think about, especially something like meth, because what you're dealing with is a working class poor person's way of escaping you know you just get trapped in this rut of doing the same thing day in day out and having so much pressure on you i mean being poor i know from experience is so goddamn stressful you know you got bills you have to pay and once you have kids in the mix people try to find ways to get out of that and meth is so cheaply produced and readily available in places like we live you know the south Also in the deserts, just basically places that aren't the most pleasant to live. I think right behind my house is probably one of the top spots. <laughs> <laughs> you do live in a trailer park. I do live in a shit old place, man. <laughs> but, you know, it's just sad to watch. I mean, I think that people make their own choice. You know, you decide, yes, I'm going to do this. But when it's in your face and you're just a part of that culture, it becomes part of that culture. And when you're working a shitty job, I mean, imagine if you have to work an overnight job at a gas station and then wake up and work the day shift at like a warehouse or something, you yeah. know? So you have to you have to work these two jobs. Both of them are paying you like 10 bucks an hour. So you need 20 bucks an hour and you end up working two jobs. Well, you got to find time to sleep and take care of your kids and everything that life requires in between that time. And then also you can't expect someone to just live a shitty job, you know? People fall into their careers, but working at a gas station ain't a fucking career. No. So that can't be your life. So you have to find time to, like, cut loose and even just watch TV or whatever. And methamphetamine, 
will certainly keep you up through all of that shit. Well, you get and then your house you're just, clean. You get your goddamn transmission fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you just got all the shit you got to take care of, and that is an easy way to do that. And that's how a lot of people start off, man. It's just you get talked into it by way of it being performance enhancing. I mean, my uh, my wife, for example, does not have ADHD, so if she takes Adderall, she could have clean everything you know what i'm saying if she just has to get a bunch of shit done i'll give her like half of one of my adderalls and she'll go ah and smash that shit but she screams like that and shit no god damn but she be... gets fired up though Ooh, hell yeah she does. I mean, just talks fast and shit and oh yeah man that shit slows me down man man all it does is like i remember the first time i ever took an adderall like it's been like the beginning of the year when i first got like re-diagnosed dude you snorted one in my car I did. <laughs> yeah, man, and then I passed the fuck out. It, yeah. it got to where I could concentrate enough to sleep. <laughs> but, man, I remember the first time I took one, and I go, dude, this is what it's like to be normal. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, fuck. man, it, it, you know, it's just a hard existence, and that's an easy way to cut away from it. I mean, you can get fucked up for three whole days for, like, ten bucks. So it's attractive to poor people. So the whole thing's sad. And then, you know, you got kids in the mix that have no choice in being around the shit. And this is just the type of gross thing you end up with. And there's so much as the largest country in the world we could do to reform these things, change this entire cycle. And definitely, you know, if you legalize drugs, first of all, that would make, I mean, meth would almost virtually go away because if it was easy to go get a way higher grade amphetamine, you wouldn't have this dirt shit that is never the same. The dose is not predictable and it basically, because of the garbage ingredients, without even the lack of sleep, can send you into psychosis. You know, so it would be way better to have like a government-approved amphetamine that people could get their hands on to get that desired effect. But of course not, you know, because that would not be uh, positive to anyone. Especially when the government's making tons of money off of stopping the meth trade with the war on drugs. Yep. There's my fucking political talk for the year. All right. So, 23-year-old Addie Mendez, Central Valley, California, the desert, I believe, has just filmed herself and her kid's father's cousin, 27-year-old Paul Medina, getting fucking ripped on meth on their iPad, taking a light bulb, firing it up, smoking it up, and making a video about it. All right. <laughs> then she begins to argue with the child's father, 33-year-old Eduardo Lopez. The next thing you know, old Lopez is banging on the neighbor's door, screaming for help, covered in blood. He's been stabbed and shot. The neighbor sees Ada Mendez over him and screams, what the fuck happened? Ada runs off, and because she was all messed out, I imagine she ran off fast as shit. Oh, fuck yeah, man. She runs into the apartment and then fatally shoots Paul Medina, the guy she was just smoking fucking meth with. Mendez then grabs her 17-month-old daughter and three-year-old son, puts them in a bathtub, and shoots both of them in the head. What the fuck? I have no idea. The neighbor had called police as they were just arriving on the scene, and they heard the shot that Mendez ended her own life with. Fucking A. <laughs> and uh, Lopez actually survived, and he ended up uh, not being able to talk well enough ever again to explain what actually happened to authorities. So, so the only clue they had is they found the iPad next to her body and watched a video of those two smoking meth and knew she went into a meth-induced mania. 
and killed everybody. Yeah. Hey, man, can you talk for a little bit? I got to pee. I hate yeah, doing this. But go ahead. Um, talk about meth faces. <laughs> yeah, culture. yeah. We're kind of looking at some meth before and after things. Uh, I've mentioned before that I was a, a CIT, a counselor in training at a rehab facility. Um, worked in a detox unit. I also would sit down and do intakes and try to uh, figure out how to help some people with some of the addiction problems. And uh crazy thing about meth is that it is highly addictive because of the dopamine release that it gives, uh, gives you when you first start doing it. And then eventually the dopamine receptors don't pick up the way they do. So it takes some time to rebuild once you become sober. And so the mania really kind of kicks in sometimes sooner than later. You can get a drug-induced schizophrenia. Um, I've had uh, several talks with people when they're high and then after they're high. And then uh, sometimes they are better after they're sober for a little bit. Sometimes they're just more fucking crazier. They're fucking way crazier. And uh, the thing that's so appealing about it is the fact that, yes, you can stay up for days and you can wash your dishes, then you can clean your house, and you can take care of your kids. Or you just, at least you think you're taking care of your kids. And you can work two jobs, and then the sex is supposedly great on it. Now, if I was to do meth, I know that uh, I'd be a real piece of shit, only because there's butts to fuck, and there's uh, teeth to be pulled. And in fact, as I talk about this, there's a a woman I ran into the other day, I was going to pay a bill and uh, I've known her my whole life since I was a kid. Me and being her son, I uh, grew up playing little league f- baseball together. She's part of PTA at my school and everything like that. And she just, uh, out of nowhere, man, randomly became a drug addict, man. She started telling me about how her boyfriend thought that she was cheating on him with leprechauns. And then proceeded to show me her teeth where he had pulled them out with pliers. Pulled them out with fucking pliers. And that was a fucking real story. That happened like actually happened last week. And uh, it just blew my fucking mind, man. But it happens, man. That's a fucking real thing. It's it's a crazy disease. It's nuts. Bonkers. Thanks for holding that down. I'm stuck in my own cycle right now. I'm tired of shit. Worked all day. Had to... Uh, you know, get ready for this, and so I started slamming energy drinks, and now I got piss every three seconds. God, it's the worst. All right, the next one is not as grim as kids dying, but this was the most classic tale of methamphetamine and white trash I could ever find. You guys are going to love it. It's a uh, drawn-out one. It's like an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger mixed with Sons of Anarchy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I never really watched Sons of Anarchy but it's all white trash shit, so I think it's the same motif. You know I'm what just saying? telling you, man, it's the fans that keep you from it, but it's kick-ass. <laughs> it yeah, kicks it, a fucking ass, I mean, ass, it's man. not that I don't think that it's kick-fucking-ass. I just uh, It's hard for me to watch shows, and that's got so many yeah. seasons already. And there's just no d- jumping in point for me. Yeah, the first episode is the first jumping in point. All right. I mean, I'll probably watch it at some point, but... Uh, start tonight, you idiot. I'm not going to fucking start tonight. <laughs> I work in the morning. God damn it. Um... Take some meth, you can watch a whole goddamn show. <laughs> All right, so we're headed down to Texas for some real white trash, meth-banging, prison gang, Aryan Brotherhood murder. Woo! Yosemite Sam bullshit. First of all, if you don't know what the Aryan Brotherhood is, it's some garbage bucket trailer park prison gang 
And the Aryan Circle is apparently a Texas offshoot that it's turned into a bitter rival. And the Aryan Brotherhood is probably racist, but they have that front to it. Because it's mainly outside of prison uh, meth-running organization. They mainly cook and distribute methamphetamine, not so much commit hate crimes. And inside of prison, you know, it's one of those things where you come into jail... And you're scared, you're a big old puss, and you gotta think you gotta join up with somebody. So a lot of times if you're white, your excuse for coming out with a bunch of swastikas tattooed on your face is that you had to join the Aryan Brotherhood or Aryan Vanguard, or in Texas, the Aryan Circle, for protection. We're gonna talk about Brian Tripwire Childers. The Tripwire <laughs> Dude, the the nick the God fucking nicknames damn. of this are incredible. Who's in them? <laughs> <laughs> so old Tripwire spent two years in prison over getting caught with meth for being on probation for getting caught with meth. Yeah. He decided to become a member of the Aryan Circle, which he would later tell his mother and sister that he joined for protection, which, of course, like I was saying, is always the excuse to be a prison Nazi. Ugh. Seeing as Brian was involved in white trash shit when he got out of prison... He was living with some Aryan Circle phoebe, and I mean a literal phoebe. This guy was a quadriplegic, paralyzed, but also believed that white people were the supreme race. <laughs> <laughs> so he was living in his house and for free in exchange for helping the guy out, probably wiping his Aryan asshole and some other Aryan Circle guys. He was probably wiping his Aryan Circle. Oh. So there's like a bunch of grown dudes living in this grown dude's fucking Stretch house. Stretch me out. <laughs> Uh, and so, you know, he's out of prison, he's caught in that same cycle, and his first trouble out of prison came when he was out at a bar and found himself getting jumped by seven Aryan Brotherhood members, which is the bitter rival of the Aryan Circle. This encounter left some bad blood between Childers and an AB member, Nicholas Bulldog Acre. <laughs> God damn it, man. <laughs> now, supposedly, it was a fight where seven people jumped on him and he beat up Four out of the seven, and the one that got the worst was this Nicholas Ackery guy. And who, he was the only one high on meth, and that's why he was able to pull it off. Everyone was high on meth, dude. Oh. Like, I mean, I think it goes without saying that literally every single person involved in this case was ripped on fucking methamphetamine. Jeez. Yeah, so the two would meet another time where they were out at a bar again. They got into a one-on-one -on -one fight, and Childers beat the shit out of old Bulldog, and he ended up finishing him off by choking him out with his chain wallet. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That's the most methed way to kick someone's fucking ass of all time, oh my dude. God. You just beat the motherfucker up, and then you see your chain wallet and go, oh, yeah. You know, your head's like, yeah, you push it. You push it. Look at Static X ass kicking. Oh, man. man bring it the hot topic. There's to a fucking throat. white fucking version of house party haircuts. <laughs> you chain wallets. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, so once he beat him up the second time, you know, the guy said that they're going to fucking kill him. And the dude has had been trying to distance himself from the Aryan Circle. He would just, I mean, here's here's the thing that I've said probably ten times on this podcast when we're talking about people that just got out of prison. If this happens to you, 
and I'm sure that we'll find a fan base amongst the prison community. Don't go to bars when you get out of prison. No. Stay the fuck out of that shit. Yeah. Look, these days, you're going to find out about cell phones, and you can just download an app on there where you can have sex with women at your house or buy a prostitute, anything. Don't go to bars. You're going to get fucked because you're anything that happens to you late at night, you're going to violate your probation. You don't yeah. want to have any part of that shit. Or you're just going to get in fucking trouble, especially if you joined the Aryan Circle while you were in prison. And uh, Childers, he wanted out. He didn't want to be in the Aryan Circle anymore. But once he spoke to someone in the Aryan Circle, they said, man, it doesn't matter that you're out of prison. You're part of the gang for life. If you try to get out now, we're going to fucking kill you. And because of that beating, now the Aryan Circle is not backing him up anymore. And the Aryan Brotherhood wants him dead. So a year and a half later, they would do just that. Apparently, there was a big old fucking meth rager at that Phoebe's house. <laughs> and I read this entire report. There's some things that don't add up. I mean, the case is complicated because, uh, you know, as you'll see, they had a hard time with the evidence. And you got so many people involved. And they're all convicts. And they're all on meth. So everyone's story is different. No one wants to get in trouble. Um, of course, nobody is living by like a gangster code of not snitching on people. Yeah. They're all rolling on everybody. Um, first thing is that apparently Childers, I mean, he was living there at the house, and they invited more Aryan brothers over, brother. And a Cree and his crew came over, and supposedly they were walking in a hallway and bumped into each other. And a Cree was like, I don't want to deal with this, and kept walking one way, and then... Somebody got shoved in the locker. <laughs> Someone got their fucking wedgie pulled up. And then the other dude, um, a Cree, so Childers keeps walking. A Cree throws a fit, goes into a bedroom, grabs a remote control, smashes it into a TV, and is like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker tonight. And so Childers, the story says, this is the official police report that he grabbed his lunchbox and went outside to wait for a ride to work. And this doesn't make sense to me because, number one, have you ever been to a party with your lunchbox for work? If I had meth, I did. <laughs> did you have meth? In the lunchbox? That's my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he has his lunchbox with him, supposedly, and then he like is going outside to wait for a ride to work. Meanwhile, a Cree is in the house trying to get his gang together, talk everyone up into kicking this guy's fucking ass or whatever. And the other dude's outside. So he gets his friends. Uh, his friends are Justin Henry Hunsaker, a.k.a. Smiley. Oh, of course. There's always <laughs> a motherfucker named Smiley. Yeah, in, in every prison gang scenario, it doesn't matter what nationality or culture, there's always a fucking Smiley. And Bulldog. And I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure he's got like that laugh now, cry later tattoo on his neck. You know oh, what I'm talking about? God. That's always like, hey, a Smiley that's like a real, you know what I'm saying? Mexican yeah. one. Cholo. <laughs> but this is a white guy. Just like, oh, hey, it's Smiley. <laughs> they, but the thing is, man, like the whole street like gang thing and prison gang thing, everybody, when they get out, they just love dickies. Yeah. Real high goddamn socks. <laughs> oh, yeah. And some fucking real shitty Dollar Tree slides. <laughs> <laughs> or some Nike Cortez. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, and then you got Nelson Borders, a.k.a. Dizzy. You got Charles James Garrett Jr., a.k.a. CJ. They've all come to fucking have a cool meth white power party. 
And then CJ yells, and now CJ is a Aryan Brotherhood major that's there at the time. He yells, shit's about to go down, A-B style. Childers hears this, and he tries to run, but they all run up on him. Someone apparently shows him a pistol and pulls him into this garage, and they start kicking his fucking ass. All four of them are super messed out, so they don't know how far they're going. You know, they get worked up into a rage, and they're already whipping his fucking ass. So Nelson is on top of him. Somehow a knife comes out, um, and then Borders throws a Cree an extension cord, and a Cree begins strangling Childers. While he's strangling him, they're stabbing him in the back, so he gets choked to death while he's being stabbed, and in a meth-fueled haze, they decide to leave the body to clean up the next day. And CJ, who is the highest-ranking AB, sends everyone else to the store to pick up latex gloves. They all meet back up tomorrow, and he says we need to get all the area brothers around to help us clean up, which only brings out Terry Corbin, a.k.a. TC, Felicia Denae Brown, a.k.a. Flea, and Robert Bruce Sippert, who is not cool enough for a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> TC. Uh, apparently, Justin Hunsacker's mother owns a dog grooming spot, so he calls his girlfriend, Flea, and they load up the body into this Dodge Durango. They take the Dodge Durango to the dog grooming place, drop the body off, and then the Sippert, he, he's driving the Dodge Durango, I mean, minutes after they had dumped the body off. He gets pulled over. He doesn't have a license. He doesn't have insurance, and he's an ex-con. So he gets arrested, and they impound the Durango. I mean, and so they don't, I guess, search it or whatever because they find no evidence of the goddamn body that was just the hell in there, and they impound the car. So now they've got the car with all the evidence they need, but they haven't searched it yet. Uh, and then they're at this dog fucking grooming spot, which is where they decided to take care of the body at. This is the thing is that meth doesn't make you smart. Uh, probably what was going through their head is like, yeah, the dogs shit and piss and fucking get their assholes popped in there all the time. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I love doing that, man. You do that? Yeah. You pop your dog's asshole? If they need it, man. How can you tell if they need it? Man, it, it, well, yeah. they get like a swole hole. Yeah, man, it gets all swollen and shit, and they just like the it's got these like pustule pockets to hang the fuck down inside inside their butt, and it gets all swollen up. You, you can just, see it. Yeah, man, because it gets swollen, man. It's like a black eye, dude. <laughs> and so what you do is you just grab that old boy by the yeah. and shove your thumbs up there, dude, uh-huh. and a fucking miracle whip comes out. <laughs> do you wear gloves? No, nah, of course not. Oh my god, I'm gonna wash the hell out of my hands. Though. <laughs> How often do you have to do that? I've only had to do it one time, but I had to watch a tutorial. Yeah, on YouTube. That's what you. That's what that YouTube is for, man. <laughs> you just fired it up and watch them squeeze that hole. And I go, here we go, man. And, and that's the best way to learn how to fix your car, too. Was that your new dog or the old dog? Old dog. You just had to squeeze your hole. My dogs have never had a swole hole, man. Yeah, man. Well, I'm, I'm guessing, just, but they don't have tails. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, maybe yeah, that's yeah. A, I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. I'm glad. Doing. I mean, I ain't gonna squeeze their asshole. Yeah. Remember that time that my younger boxer, Oscar, had that turd hanging out of his ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could grab a plastic bag and pull that goddamn shit out of his hole. <laughs> yeah, dogs are stupid. No, they ain't. They cool. Yeah, you're right. But so we're thinking, uh, so that's probably why they went to the dog grooming place and no one's there at the time. So they bring him over there. They get a skill saw. Now, again, you got four people involved with the body now. And none of them tell the same story. What I believe most is the version that the girl flee because she was not ever in trouble with police before. She's the only person that didn't have a record. She's young. She's 25. And uh, 
she's dating this guy, Hunsaker, and he's got money. He's a, and him too. He didn't have a criminal record and his parents were rich. So he was just like trying to be cool. You know, it's not like he was in prison and joined this shit. He joined on the outside. He's just trying to watch. See, that's the, watching sons of anarchy and like, you know, what's going to be fucking cool if I join the Aryan brotherhood and then did. And then, you know, they used him up by making him compromise his parents' business and shit. Um, so they, his girlfriend comes in and now what he says is that him and his girlfriend got the sawzall and they take the body, they cut it up into five parts. She says that she was only the lookout while he did it, but the two other people said that she cut the body up and came out and said, it's just like processing a deer. God damn. Yeah. They cut them into five different parts. They cut what I assume like the head off and then the torso into two parts and then the legs apart. They took five-gallon buckets and put the body parts in them and then filled that up with cement, hid the sawzall in the roof, and then took the cement-filled buckets and dumped them in a river. Holy shit. And the body parts were never found. I mean, oh, yeah. it, first, it took two years, first of all, before they figured the whole case out because there was no evidence. Maybe meth makes you smart. And every other, every, <laughs> everyone involved had been arrested since then for other shit. You Fuck, know? dude, that's wild. So like they basically had to piece it together. And the only reason they pieced it together is because this dude's family went after him so hard. Like the first thing that happened is he had been missing for two days Yeah. and his sister and her husband went over to the Phoebe's house, knocked on the door. They said two AB members answered the door and her husband had a pistol, and they were like, hey, where's he at? And they're like, who are you talking about? And they're like, you know who he is. Look at this. And they're like, yeah, he hasn't been here for a couple of days, which is true. Oh, God shit. damn. Oh, damn great. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't a, go sharp at Target. <laughs> <laughs> that's a free advertising. Um, yeah, so they said he hadn't been there for a couple of days. And they're like, bullshit. We know you know where he's at. And they just stayed on top of police. And I guess that's the way you got to do it. You got to make police do their job. But when the people started getting arrested, they kind of just, you know, and that's another thing, too, is that people on meth are going to be talking a whole bunch and running their mouth. And just because of things that have been said around town, the family knowing the people that were involved, they basically took the connection between those two guys getting in multiple fights and traced it back through them. And that guy got arrested for something else. And uh, they arrested the whole gang of them. And once they arrested them, they started naming each other, which, of course, goes against the code. I wonder how that all worked out in jail. That couldn't have been good, right? No, Because these people are all Aryan Brotherhood, and he was Aryan Circle. Um, and what's funny, too, is, like, once they killed him, so, like, you were supposed to get a order from the other side that it's okay to kill a member of this yeah. crew. They didn't get that, so they had a big riot in this prison. And then another prison... In Texas, they had a gang fight. They had to separate everybody and put them in lockdown. And I thought this was hilarious because they said the leader of the Aryan Circle got in the Aryan Circle's Facebook group and posted like, hey, this wasn't our brother at the time. So we got to stop fighting over this shit. He ain't our boy. They killed him. It's just that. 
Oh, <laughs> in man. a fucking Facebook group. God damn it, dude. Prison seems like it's not that bad anymore. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. We probably have podcast listeners in prison, I'm sure. Because if you can get in Facebook it, groups, It's a possibility, man. I mean... I, well, shout us. If you're in prison, hit me up. I got lots of questions for you yeah, man, about, we about where I'm hey, probably going to end up. <laughs> hey, 100%. If you, if you really do, man, hit us up. We will not say your name. We won't say your shit. No, I just want to know. I, I wanna We're not going to rat you out, man. We're them type of boys. Yeah. We ain't going to fucking do nothing We're to get not you in more trouble. We're not these Aryan Brotherhood idiots. Uh, so, Akree admitted to stabbing Childers one time and pointing the pistol at him to get him into the garage. He said he fled the scene prior to cleanup, a.k.a. picking up the body, so he didn't have any clue what had happened to the body. Um, he ended up pleading guilty to engaging in organized crime and murder, and in January 2016, they gave him 45 years in prison. Woo! CJ, who was the major in the AB ordered the attack and then because of the stories again it's four different versions of the story they decided that he helped transport the body and a jury found him guilty of it because he didn't take a plea deal the jury found him guilty of engaging in organized crime and in march of 2016 they sentenced him to 50 years in prison Nelson Borders admitted to police that he threw the extension cord to a Cree and pled guilty to aggravated assault with a deadly weapon July of 2016, he got sentenced to 10 years instead of, I guess he was facing 40 because he basically told on a Cree, that guy's going to be dead in prison, right? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's not yeah, going to make it. <laughs> and then Justin Hussacker got 37 years for organized crime. That was the guy with the dog grooming place that had didn't have a prior record. Yeah. And then his girlfriend, that girl Flea, she got two years of... Uh, what do you call it when you don't have to go to jail? It's probation, but it's like a deferred sentence. You got yeah, a two-year yeah. deferred sentence on probation. And basically everyone said that she cut the body up. So the police were outraged. They are like, two years for cutting a human body up? What the Fuck, hell? Man. And she actually, just this year, was like transporting meth through Oklahoma and got arrested for that. So they think that if her... Probation gets revoked because of that charge. With that charge, she's going to go to prison for 20 years. Which she's going to. Yeah, for she's sure. I mean, to, she's yeah. involved in gang shit and, I mean, ripped a body apart. But she would have got away with it cool and smooth had she yeah. not ran meth across the border. And I think the reason she got two is because she got on Facebook right after she got out and was, like, flashing AB signs on Facebook. So they just monitored her Facebook activity. What a dumb fuck. Well, yeah, seriously. And she was, like, planning a trip to Oklahoma, so they just pulled her over. <laughs> Be smart out there, which I know that meth for, for sure corrupts that. But that's all the murders we got for this week. I mean, hey, there's man. way more meth murders. <clears throat> hey, Mark, will you pull up the, the live feed again? There was, there was somebody that was typing some shit on the live feed that I wanted to address. Address your tits, buddy. All right. Did you show everybody on the live feed that you're wearing a fucking coonskin cap? I am wearing a coonskin hat. It's a uh, <laughs> Chris. I don't even know if that's a real last name or not. Or you're into hardcore, sir HC or whatever. Um, it says is that Adderall, like uh, polite hardcore, sir? Hardcore, sir. <laughs> hardcore it says Adderall equals prescription meth. Yes, it's a type of methamphetamine, but there is a difference. There's a molecule off, and then you're gonna go, oh, there's a molecule off. That's it, man. It's like okay, yeah, hydrogen. Peroxide will fuck your shit up without the peroxide in it. H2O. H2O. Water. Okay. So there's no 2O within it. It's just hydrogen. That will kill you. So there's a molecule difference. 
well, in the myth. Really combative here, buddy. I'm not. I'm not trying to be combative. I'm just fucking with you, dude. I know you're having a good time. Yeah. Well, there was like a, I saw that Vice article that was the, the headline of it was uh, methamphetamine is basically the same thing as Adderall, and that's it's what not. that doctor said. It well, he was like, I mean, they were just making the headline off of being one molecule different, but yeah, one molecule is a huge fucking difference. It's a huge, and it's not even the same thing, and, and it's not even anything against Chris, man, because I, I see the argument all the time with stuff, and that people just say that. Uh, ADHD is not real. Whatever, dude. I'm just telling you, I've locked my book in the refrigerator more than one fucking time. Yeah. And then, uh, meth psychosis, fuck the world. Yes, fucking crazy. And yes, there is butts to fuck, dude. For sure. And I, and well, I, getting, uh, I do enjoy, um, feedback on the old YouTube. You know, that's what we should be doing yeah, all the time is we got this live thing. We're trying to have a good time. Yeah. Just send us and we'll always address it. Now you got evidence Chris, please, man, just send us some messages. I'd love to talk to you. That'd be sweet, dude. And let's jack some dogs off together. I don't want to jack no dogs off. <laughs> <laughs> I always try to lead people into that when they're in a real agreeable state. Like, yeah, we're going to do this. I'm like, yeah, then we're going to go jack some dogs off. Dog too, jack. Yeah, dude, like nine times out of ten, someone's like, yep. And I'm like, oh, that's a verbal commitment. That's a contract you can't break now. Yeah, man, we should just carry contract. Contracts for dog jacking around. <laughs> like, uh, get people to sign them. Yeah, like, all right, so you want to do this with us? Uh, we got to get you to sign this fucking contract. So, dog wag. Why don't you do? I don't know why I turned the page. I'm trying to go back to the. Turn the page. Here I am, sucking loads again. <laughs> Here I am, catching AIDS. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, so this week. The case that we basically just talked about, I mean, it's a methamphetamine-fueled murder and then getting methed up again to cut up and dispose of the body. That's exactly the lyrics that we found for a great gore grind song by this band called General Surgery. The name of the song is Unruly Dissection Marathon. Corpse after corpse, dismantled in haste, a never-ending flow of decomposed waste. Snorting amphetamine, feverishly fighting fatigue. Mm. Focus on task at hand. Anatomizing endlessly. Anatomizing. Sli- that's what it says. <laughs> Slicing and incising, disjointing and dividing. My sanguinary <laughs> effort succeeding, the piles of corpses receding. Cart the corpses in another fetid about. That's fetid. Fetid. <laughs> I know you're trying so hard too because the I, it just it's hitting me, man. I'm getting hammed. Dichotomize the stiff will the remains out. Yeah. That's it, dude. Alright. It's only like a fucking forty five minute song. Yeah, Rose, song. you can play the whole song on this shit. They're definitely not gonna care. Yeah, no, <laughs> they would love like it. Like, 2012. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's gore grind, dude. They would love it. <laughs> Well, fuck yeah, man. That's a conclusion to another killer episode of Death Metal Dicks. We love you guys. Appreciate tuning in. Uh, in Satan, we are yours. You can follow us on Facebook, Death Metal Dicks. You got Buddy Lloyd. You got Christopher M. Pierce. Professional Pirate Media. Instagram, Lloyd Have Mercy 666. Smells like Teen Chris. Pro Pirate Media. Death Metal Dicks. Twitter, YouTube channel. YouTube channel. That's a good one. You got Death Metal Dicks. Buddy's putting videos out. Our first... $6.66 tier patron is from Conway. He's a friend of mine, Jeff Ross. 
And in that tier is where they can suggest a record for you to review. All right. So we'll be looking forward to hearing from Jeffrey what he picks, and then you'll review it yeah. on the YouTube and shout him out for giving you the suggestion. Cool. Send um, me a private message, man. Just send me one on Facebook or Instagram yeah, or whatever. Will. We'll sort yeah. that out. Yeah. Uh, and Patreon's got a message feature, too, so you know cool. we'll get the info. Um, yeah, and then Twitter, Death Metal Dicks, Smells Like Teen Chris. If you want to shoot us an email... That's a good way to communicate. It's uh, deathmetaldicks at gmail.com. And, of course, patreon.com backslash deathmetaldicks. That's it for this week. Don't take meth. And if you do, don't be around kids. (laughs) Yeah, just make sure you got somebody to watch them. (laughs) All right, guys. Hail Satan. We'll see you next week.